0: cannot play with them, cannot
1: win with them, cannot coach with them, can't do it. I want winners. I want people that want to win you know what it is everybody welcome to another episode of the fantasy freestyle i'm the spitting statistician dane martinez with me as always for the 2023 season is my man matt modica as we help you win your leagues and win that cash matt this week is the uh quarterback episode (laughs) so we're gonna do kind of the same thing give you a little blueprint on how to attack quarterback going into your draft but you know teams are in training camp and so we've got news and one of the quarterbacks you know that not only for fantasy teams but for his real nfl team is an mvp candidate is joe cool joe burrow or as i like to call him matt joe thorough and he was carted off the field in training camp they're calling it a calf strain i would let you get your thoughts on this i mean we are still a few weeks out of the you know season opener is this Little deal, big deal, no deal at all, or huge deal in the AFC, in your opinion?
0: I mean the fact that he has the six weeks to recover, I'm gonna not really treat it as a big deal. I'm still gonna take him. I'm really not moving him down. Maybe at one point if it was like between him and, and Lamar, right. I would, you know, use that, you know, as the tiebreaker. He's dropped a little, not too much. And, you know, there's just too many weapons. The thing here with Burrow is the last couple of seasons, he hasn't had a training camp. Right. Had, you know, he had a couple of various things. Yeah, getting back from to me, the I believe it was last yeah, year, right? Hello. Uh, I really haven't moved him down. He slid a few spots, uh, but I still think he's, you know, after that elite three go, or whether you have Lamar as in that big four or not, I think him and Lamar, uh, are guys that i want to have on my team i think his floor is like 35 touchdowns done at the last two years uh last season you know higgins played 14 games chase played 12. you get those guys for a full season you add in an Irv smith who's very athletic right and uh you know could just add to that offense i think he's got the upside 40 plus one of the few guys that can hit 50.
1: all right fair enough so not really a concern For Maddie. Let's dig into this. And, you know, just like we did in our running back episode, just like we did in our wide receiver episode, which, by the way, you can still download and listen to over on the Cloud 10 Podcast Network. Big shout out to them. You know, we talked a little bit, Matt, about kind of team construction, you know, and how Mm -hmm. we go about the quarterback position. And honestly, Matt, I think it's actually really important when dealing with the quarterback in knowing your settings. Isn't that like rule number one when it comes to fantasy? Because to me, there's a big difference if you're in a flex league versus a super flex league. There's a big difference for me if touchdowns are four points or if passing touchdowns are six points. That's a fugazi. Yeah, I know what a fugazi is. I think that really matters, you know, for me, and I'd love to get your thoughts, if this is a just a regular one flex where you can't put the quarterback in the flex, I'm okay to wait because I do think there's a ton of options and kind of, you know, there's there's a lot of guys that can get you four thousand yards these days in a passing offense but if it's a super flex league where you may be able to start two in that scenario i'm more apt to get a quarterback literally right away to make sure i get someone in the upper echelon does it make that big of a difference well i mean i think the settings the format matter for everything and even more so for quarterbacks as you stated if it's a super
0: flex you're gonna be much more aggressive on that position but if, you know, if it's six points, and even in four points, to be honest with you, I want an elite quarterback. Okay. Uh, it's been one of my tenants. Last season was the last, uh, was like the first time. i was like, I'm gonna wait. I'll never do that again. I know a lot of people subscribe to waiting. Right. Uh, but uh, I think they're separators, especially the uh, top tiers. And I, I want to be in on that. I, I really do. And The other thing that it helps you with is not having to make that decision every week right like face you know, the matchups or guys, whatever if i have two solid guys i think and that's you know later on you're always having a you know and just human nature you're going to make the mistake even if you're following the right process it just you know it goes a little
1: sideways at times <laughs> Yeah, no, I hear you. You're right. If you if you wind up with two guys, you know, I'm just throwing two out there. Let's say you're going between, I don't know, Kirk Cousins and Geno Smith every single week. You're going to wind up picking the wrong one, and then you're going to kick yourself. Whereas if you wind up having, you know, you've got Justin Herbert, and then you also have Russell Wilson, you're rolling out Herbert pretty much every time, unless there's an injury, unless it's the bye week. It kind of does simplify it.
0: You play to win the game
1: the last season, there is a major push back
0: to, you know, paying up for the quarterback. Again, as you mentioned in the format, if in your home league, you know quarterbacks aren't going to go, mm-hmm. then you win. But uh, I know like the leagues I play in, and a lot of them are like point-based leagues for the most part, where, you know, the points matter throughout the season. You're trying to get into an overall as well. Uh, I'm very cognizant on the quarterback position. It makes it a lot trickier in those first five or six rounds, you know, setting up the structure and all that. And even when I get a good quarterback, I still want a a backup I think is good Hmm. for multiple reasons. Look at Jalen Hurts last year. I mean, he was a beast. He missed a couple of games. That's right. And, you know, if you're you're rocking a roll, or even you're fighting for a playoff spot, or you're trying to keep an average point total up, you know, those couple of weeks matter, plus his buy And say you got to go with a Desmond Ritter. Look, maybe Desmond Ritter he's got three and weapons there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe he hits. But what if he doesn't? And, you know, you basically missed out because you didn't have, you took this, you know, sixth running back to have on your team that you might even be cutting in the first couple of weeks. As opposed to somebody like, say, like a Gino, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. that you could put in there. And he's got, you know, three really good receivers. He's got Kenneth Walker, Charbonnet now. You know, it's, it, it's a really good offense. I mean, we saw what they could do last year. So I I like it for those reasons. Uh, even like a Justin Fields, who I think has all the upside in the world. Like, what if I'm wrong on field? And right. I've taken a few years. What if I'm wrong? And if I have uh, a Danny Don to back him up, I feel a lot better. I feel like I still have a competitive chance as opposed to, I'm banking on Kenny Pickett now to save my season. I don't really wanna do that.
1: No, that's fair. And, And I like that other kind of thing you said implicitly, if you have a decent backup, or if your plan as you go into the draft is to invest in the quarterback position and even your QB two is going to be someone that you can kind of be confident about it enables you to take a swing right on an upside kind of guy you know you mentioned fields like you talk about and then listen if you swing and miss on that it's not as big of a deterrent on your team when you have that kind of safety blanket waiting in the wings the last thing I want to ask you kind of conceptually because you know what I always say here Matt we're not just giving you a fish we are teaching you out to fish when it comes to team construction, when it comes to kind of the strategy behind the curtain. I mean, at this point for me, unless you're talking about like Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to probably Matt wind up with a dual threat quarterback. I really am. These guys Mm -hmm. that are sitting in the pocket, you know, I talk about a Herbert, a Lawrence, even a burrow or a, you know, uh, a Kirk cousins type. I'm not necessarily leaning towards them because I really want the added value of the running potential of the quarterback. And it used to be that those guys were few and far between, you know, Lamar got to the thousand yards a couple of times, but now as I look around the landscape, there are a number of guys that really give you really good rushing potential. Mm -hmm. And I'll also say this, Matt, it seems like the play that was run more in the NFL last year than any other was the damn QB sneak with the rugby push, right, where like Mm -hmm. the running back is actually pushing the guy, whether it's for a first down or most notably over the goal line. And when I see not only Lamar, but a Fields, a Hurts, a Josh Allen and others out there to me, the added value of the rushing quarterback is a true difference maker, in my opinion. I am going to prioritize these dual threat guys, even over guys that I think may throw 30 touchdowns from the pocket. Do you see it similarly, or are you not putting as much of a premium on the running quarterback?
0: I mean, I love the dual threat quarterback. It's fun to watch, number one, and it's really fun to have on your team, which gives you that added aspect. But in a six-point uh, six-point touchdown lead, I'm fine with, like, Burrow. Okay. I think he, he's, you know, I think that's his floor, as I mentioned before. I think over 40 touchdowns is a realistic possibility. Uh, Herbert is going to throw the ball close to 700 times. They got right. a new offensive coordinator. I don't know why Dallas got rid of him. For, Keller, chose yeah. Go, yeah, chose to go with Mike McCarthy on the ball. I, 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 I didn't get that one, but hey. So those guys are, are just going to toss the rock. They have weapons, like really good weapons. But in a four-point passing league, I really do like that dual threat. Right. Because if the quarterback rushes for 60 yards, that's like an extra touchdown. Yep. You know, so that is going to sway me a little in that direction. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think you just really want to have a good quarterback. I, I think it helps you a lot. And I'm not saying like, look, you know, you can't hit on these later guys. Look at, look what Gino did last year. He sure. flashed. They added JSN. Uh I think uh Danny Jones is on an upswing offense. I think Waller was a really key acquisition for that I think Tua is very underrated here. Uh he seems to go later, and I'm a big a Lawrence fan as well, okay. but I think
1: Tour and Lawrence should be a lot closer in my opinion. All right, so let's get into some of these guys. Let's get into some of these guys. Let's give you some guys that we are looking to get in some of our drafts, some guys that we would kind of look the other way, prefer other guys, not have as many shares of. And I'm gonna start first here because Matt, we've mentioned one of the guys that I am, you know, specifically trying to get shares of this year. You talked about it before. I think he's gonna make a jump. And quite frankly, I think his team, the Chicago Bears are gonna make a little bit of a jump Mm -hmm. as well. And that's Justin Fields. Listen, I told you that I'm looking for the running quarterback out there. And, you know, Jalen Hurts is going to be gone. Josh Allen is (laughs) going to be gone. Lamar Jackson is going to be gone. Give me Justin Fields. I mean, Justin Fields last year with QB 10, he only played 15 games. If you look at it in terms of a points per game, he was up around the top five or six quarterback in fantasy, led the league among quarterbacks in rushing with 1,150. 43 rushing yards, that was a good 400 yards more than guys like Josh Allen, than guys even like Lamar Jackson. And quite frankly, Matt, I think the passing game is going to be a ton better in Chicago. Like last year, it was Cole Komet, the tight end, who led them in like targets and receptions and even yards. It was Darnell Mooney who led them in yards with 496. That is a paltry total for your leading wide receiver. What do they do this year? They bring in DJ Moore. I think he is a legit outside of the numbers, alpha kind of wide receiver. I think you got a guy even like Chase Claypool. I don't love Chase Claypool as like a number one, but I do love his six foot three, six foot four Mm -hmm. frame, you know, and I think the Bears are gonna be better. This is the second year with Eberflus there as the coach. I think Fields now has a little bit more consistency and they are starting to build around him. I think Fields also, and you saw it last year, you know, there were a couple of games, Matt, where he's he has like a fifty-yard scramble, you know. You talk about if the quarterback gets sixty yards rushing. I saw Fields take over games with his legs, and I think you can get him a little bit later than Hertz, than Allen, than Lamar. Give me Justin Fields, and to be quite honest, I'll I'll take Justin Fields. I think even over, say, a for me, over a Joe Burrow, maybe even over a Herbert or a Lawrence because of that Russian potential. If you want to crown him, then crown their ass. Targeting Justin Fields as just a tier below what you call the big four or five or whatever it is. I'm going to wait one more round and I'm going to come home with Justin Fields and I'm going to be happy about it. What do you say?
0: If you want to crown him, then crown their ass. Here's my take on Fields why i agree with pretty much everything you said uh is they went they decided to keep fields and if you look at last season it's really that patriots game of monday night where they changed everything they changed that offense they Mm -hmm. tailored it more towards him uh i expect them to be more rpo this season uh bringing in more as the number one guy i think was a really good move now they've spent uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think it was an advised. I think it was ill-advised to trade a second-round pick for, for uh, Chase Claypool.
1: Claypool.
0: But they, they, that, that's a—you know—that's a lot of everybody they invested in Chase Claypool. And you got Mooney, who's now back healthy,
1: and Mooney doesn't have to be the number one. Right? He was not last year. Last year we were looking at could Darnell Mooney be the number yeah, one was, wide receiver? He was a now he's like the pick. third guy. He was
0: going uh, in the fifth round, these three wide receiver we didn't have the stuff that I that I play in. So he still got talent. I think Cole is really good. I think he had what seven touchdowns last year, like you mm-hmm. said. He led them in a lot of categories. He just got, you know, a $50 million deal. I think the offense they had last year, they didn't have a passing offense. Exactly. You know, the the one like decent receiver they had, he got hurt. They brought Claypool in late. He never got adjusted. Uh so just that, I think they're going to pass more. Are they gonna be one of the top five? Absolutely not. But I think you're gonna see a, a major increase in in the in, in the passing game for them. It is a passing league. This is what, year three for Fields? This is where he needs to make that step. And as you saw, like a, I'm not saying he's gonna be Josh Allen or he's gonna be Jalen Hurts, but I think there will be a major progression. But when they got, you know, when Allen got digs and Hurts got A.J. Brown. You saw their game transcend. You know, they also had another year in the league, you know, so I'm all in on that. And again, if for me, I take Fields, I want to get a decent backup just in case. And and also for the fact, Fields is going to put himself at
1: risk a lot. Right, the injury factor there. For the guy who's running as much. So that's another reason why. If you want to crown him, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Is there anybody up there that you're actually targeting more than others that you really want to have shares with, that you really expect even maybe to overperform what people are saying this season?
0: Uh, not really. I want one of the big three, and I'll, you know, I'm more than happy. If I had like an A.J. Brown or Devon Smith, you know, pairing them up with a Hertz would be okay. nice or if you got digs and you know you want to play him up and out that hookup is always nice for kelsey mahomes it's just you know getting that double so you do
1: like the stack you you do like the stack are you trying to organize so that you wind up with a stack are you trying to you know get the supporting wide receiver or in the kansas city uh you know chances is kelsey even like if you wind up with lamar are you targeting mark andrews
0: I mean i would like to get them i'm not gonna like screw up my build okay to do it you know it's not gonna be somewhere i'm gonna go totally out of the way if it falls to me and you know i can do it yeah great you know i mean lamar mark andrews is probably the easiest of the stats to do right now but uh yeah i i mean i wouldn't i'm not opposed to that i do like that uh-huh. so you know that could work out but i mean like the big three as long as they're healthy I mean, Allen's consistently up there. We Patrick Mahomes is Mahomes. And he, it hurts. I mean, you add in a DeAndre Swift, who once again, last year was going, end of the first, mm-hmm. early second, and his pass catching ability. I'm, I'm in on these guys.
1: Okay, fair enough. I will say this, and I know this is gonna be something where I think we disagree, I see the Joe Burrow thing a little bit differently, Matt. I really do. The injury does bother me. Recovery to me is gonna be one of these things where everybody in the cincinnati greater area is gonna say he's fine joe burrow's gonna say it's all good but that's the kind of thing that can linger and kind of not kill performance but make you not play up to your best we've seen that before with other quarterbacks whether it was patty mahomes with the toe whether it was dak prescott a couple of years ago these are the kinds of things that i think linger and can cause a little bit of a dip in performance the other thing with me that Bengals offensive line is a problem. I think that's the worst part of the Cincinnati Bengals offense. And I've always worried about Joe Burrow if he can make it through the season upright. I mean, he was sacked 41 times last year, Matt. That was like one of the top five in the league. And it seems like every year, Joe Burrow keeping him upright is the challenge i love the player i love his boxy, his attitude but i'd rather a field i'd rather a herbert i'd rather a lamar maybe even a trevor lawrence i do believe this injury is going to be kind of a lingering issue for joe burrow this year i know you're talking about how 35 touchdowns is his floor i don't expect him to come out of the gate slinging and i'm always concerned that you know that offensive line is a turnstile and joe burrow might not Make the full 17.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can you can I think that's a fair assessment, but I mean again, like a Lamar
1: hasn't finished the last two. This is true.
0: Uh you know, Justin Fields at the end of the season last year, they had a bench him because he had dead legs. Right. They had nothing to play for neither. Right. But you know, they supposedly have improved that line, which I think they have, but we gotta see them play as a unit. And the Bengals did improve the line last year, and then he got decimated. Uh, like, you know, that end of the season, like, they have, like, the four, four starters missing. No, right. so, I mean, fair points. I, I just think the talent around Baro, uh, he, to me, is just a warrior. My, my one thing I will say, my main concern would be starting out of the gate. We saw right. it the last two years. The month of September for him has been, like, that slow month. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's missed camp the last two. So, that one would be... You know, if you want to make that a for you, I'm totally cool with that.
1: Uh, I'm just not going to move away from it. Maybe that's foolishness. Maybe it's not. I hear you, but for me, it's just a matter of like, listen. When Joe Burrow's on the board for me, right? Like. So is Justin Herbert, and I'm just going to go take Herbert, or so is Justin Fields, and I'm just going to wind up taking Fields. Again, I love Burrow, but I think there are a couple of reasons why, like you said, maybe getting out of the gate, and I'm a little bit worried on that pressure coming in on Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow. I want winners. I want people that want to win. You mentioned one guy, though that I am very high on as well. Um you mentioned him a little bit earlier in the show and I think he's a guy even if you're waiting, okay? I see him going right now as like quarterback 11, quarterback 12. And that means that if you're out there in a normal kind of league in your home league with just one quarterback, you can literally wait for almost everybody in your league to take a quarterback and then you can still get Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa, mm-hmm. I think he is primed for a huge year. Now we talk about the injury risk. I just talked about it with Joe Burrow. Obviously, there's the injury risk with Tua. There's medulla oblongata. Hopefully, that stays intact. But to me, listen. He paid only 13 games last year, threw for over 3,500 yards, was 12th in the NFL. He was on a pace to throw for like 4,600 yards. He was on a pace to throw for 33 touchdowns. Both of those numbers would have been fourth best in the league. And when we were doing the wide receiver episode, Matt, not only did we talk about Tyreek Hill, but you thought Jalen Waddle was kind of like a low-end wide receiver one, someone you'd be comfortable with. So you can't talk about how much we love Tyreek Hill, how much we love Jalen Waddle, in what I call the fantasy herd, and then not get the shepherd. I think Tua is primed for a huge season, second year in that offense. And when they were at their best, okay, they were carving people up. Those kind of skinny slants over the middle. This McDaniel offense, I think there's a lot of production there. You'll love what the wide receivers can do. And as long as Tua remains healthy, which I know is a big if i think not only is he a fantasy stud but honestly matt i think he's a potential nfl mvp candidate at 16 to 1. he's at the same level in the mvp race as aaron Rodgers, as lamar jackson i think people are scared off by the injury and the concussions. But if you like this offense, if you like these wide receivers, I think you have to love the accuracy Tua brings. And I think you got to be comfortable with him as a number one quarterback for your fantasy team. And he's a guy you can really wait on a little bit and still wind up with Tua.
0: Yeah, like that's why I was saying. And I put out a tweet a couple of weeks back. Uh, I compared Tua and Trevor Lawrence last season. Mm -hmm. If you look at the numbers and stuff, I mean, they're pretty identical, Tua had less games, obviously. But again, that's the risk. People are scared that Tua is going to take one more hit and be done. Right. So that's kind of baked in. That's why I have to assume there's that discrepancy between Lawrence and Tua's ADPs. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, like I said, to me, Waddle could be a top five wide receiver. And I would not be shocked at all. I mean, he's done it, you know, in the short passing game in you know deep passion you know however he's shown uh, and he's only gonna get better right. so they got the weapons and I do love the fact that they added the kid A-chain you know catch passes out of the backfield that kid is electric he's lightning fast and he's gonna cause a lot of problems you want to laugh I, I know in, in the league I have one league now that has Burrow and Tua okay because Tua was just there so late Right, and I was like I gotta take him and then when Burrow got hurt, I had uh, the other that had Burrow in. When he got hurt, I was on a slow draft. And I took Danny Jones. Cause so I was like, I don't know how serious this is. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the, a nice amount of money I'm putting up for this league. Right. So I made sure I got Danny Jones there and you know, just to cover my bases and all that. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm with you on tour.
0: You play to win the game.
1: Your, your attitude has to be, what can I do to win the league? And to me, Tua has that potential to put up, like I said, MVP kind of caliber numbers. And he's, he's going to be able to, I think, win people some leagues. But I do want to ask you, you've mentioned Danny Dimes. Daniel Jones Mm -hmm. a couple of times. I gotta tell you the truth. He's not someone that I'm targeting. I know Brian Dayball really made that offense look a lot better with the Giants and he's now there another season to me though, you know, Daniel Jones has a turnover problem in my opinion, and I don't know if he's going to be better than last year. I think we kind of saw the best of Daniel Jones and I think the Giants actually got lucky a lot in one score games had good late turnover luck, Um, but talk to me a little bit about Daniel Jones because it sounds like you're you're comfortable having him on your fantasy roster this year
0: yeah no I'm very comfortable having him I'll agree on the Giants record Mm it was important
1: things right you know
0: they had a soft schedule uh I mean they win their division but it it will be a tougher schedule for them this year but again you bring in a uh a a Darren Waller I think that is a huge acquisition uh Barkley You saw him at the end of the year. You saw that shiftiness fully come back. Uh, Those last few games, I mean, he was good all year. I don't know. For me watching it, I saw the difference. I saw, like, that's the shit. That's the Saquon we know and love. You have him. He's dynamic in the backfield. He can catch a pass and just do tons of damage. Uh, I mean, they brought in a Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell, anybody really great? He hasn't been. But if he can stay healthy, you know, you're adding speed to this team. A while. I mean, does he pop maybe later in the year? I don't know. But the kid Hodgins played really well. He's from the Bills system. So he was familiar with and what Dayball you and know, the offense wants to do. Right. Uh, you know, Slayton is is, a, is an average decent receiver. I think they have more weapons. I think it's year two in that offense. And Danny Dimes can run. You just seen him run. You know, so you're getting that kind of a dual threat. Again, do I want to have him as my number one guy? No, but I'm very comfortable having him as a backup. If I got to slot him in for a couple of weeks, you know, on a, on a bye week, whatever. So I, I do like that. It's like, you know, you buy life insurance. You buy <laughs> a car insurance. I like, ha- I like having that aspect. And you know what? Maybe I missed out on this running back handcuff. But a lot of those, some of them hit and, you know, possible league winners. Some of them you're cutting and they never did nothing for you. So that's right. my counter there, too.
1: Gotcha. Dane Martinez, Matt Modica here on the Fantasy Freestyle. You can find us on the Cloud 10 Podcast Networks. Get us wherever you get your podcasts as we try to help you win your leagues and win that cash. Who is someone, Maddie, that, you know, you're not interested in having? You know, you seem to be talking about when we get to the quarterbacks, like kind of the changes to the skill positions for them from year to Mm -hmm. year you're mentioning you know say the giants bring in waller i think jalen hyatt is a guy to keep your your eyes on definitely in rookie leagues but also a little bit later on in drafts he's looking great at giants training camp and it seems like you keep on talking about the complement of skill position folks Mm -hmm. that are there along with the quarterback is there anybody that you know maybe you think they lost some skill position players or you don't like the weapons they have? Or another reason why you would not be getting shares of a quarterback? It seems we're hyping up a lot of guys. Is there anybody that you're staring clear of this time around this season?
0: I mean, I'm not saying I'm staring clear of these guys. It's to me like a Deshaun Watson, mm. everybody says he's coming back, he's gonna be that top five guy, or that potential is there. And you know, there may be you know, he did miss a year and a half of football. We're not gonna get into his personal matters and keep it strictly football here. But and then the other excuse was, well, it was bad weather the last couple of games. Oh, it's Cleveland. It's gonna it's be bad gonna weather. this year. to be like that. Yeah. And as a football, as a quarterback, the guy's been dynamic. Yeah, you know, before all this stuff went down, he was one of the elite quarterbacks. Can he be there? He's got some nice... I love the Elijah Moore. Uh, you mentioned that. And uh, he's a guy that I like to get. But I'm not as, say, confident. I think he he's obviously going to be better than he was last year. Sure. And he's got a running game to compliment him with Chubb and stuff. But I'm more apt to say the guys that sandwich him, like, say, Trevor Lawrence, if, you know, probably goes before him on average, I'd rather have Lawrence. Mm-hmm. You know, with the addition to Ridley, I think ETN's still getting slept on. You know, you've got all these receivers, you got a, a running back for think like, thickness dynamic, And then the guy asked him, like you mentioned, like, chill I'd probably rather have those two guys over Watson, because, you know, like, what if Watson is good, but he never reaches that potential that he was, right? right. So Watson would be the guy that I really haven't gone in on. That's a Fugazi. How do you know it's a Fugazi? You looked at it for two seconds. What, it's a fake. Yeah, I know what a full gaze is.
1: Yeah, I like that as well. I'm not going to have much of Deshaun Watson. You mentioned most of the reasons, but honestly, the biggest one for me is that. I don't care who the quarterback is, Matt. The Cleveland Browns are best when Nick Chubb is running the football. Mm-hmm. I think this offense is like not all of a sudden going to be one of these offenses. You're not going to see Deshaun Watson putting the ball up 40, 45 times a game. That's just not mm-hmm. how the Cleveland Browns are built. I don't care what Stefanski wants to do. I, I'm hearing, oh, they're going to let him rip a little bit more this year. Yeah, they got Amari Cooper. I like Elijah Moore as well as, as a wide receiver receiver but the Cleveland Browns are best when they live and die by the run game with Nick Chubb and so I just would rather have a more heavy passing offense um, than I expect the Cleveland Browns to be. I think they're going to try to let Deshaun Watson kind of lead this team, but in the middle of the season, they're going to be like, you know what, we're best when we're running the football, and we're best when Nick Chubb is the dominant force on this offense. So I'm with you. I am not getting shares of Deshaun Watson, and it has nothing to do with his kind of legal history or the suspensions mm-hmm. or him coming back. It's because I respect what Nick Chubb brings to that offense and I think they are led by Nick Chubb and the run game. They have been for years. And I don't think 2023 is going to be any exception. Now, we've talked a lot, Matt, about some of these guys. I think we've talked about guys I like kind of in the top 15 or so, there are a couple of guys that I see going as Q- Q- Q QBs between <clears throat> like 15 and 20 that honestly, I want no part of, Matt. You know, over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about how we don't want really the Colts offense. And I mm. listen, I think Richardson is going to be a dynamic playmaker. There's going to be a couple of plays where you're like, wow, this guy is the future. And I acknowledge that. But I just think that. I don't want Anthony Richardson because the Colts are going to be down in games and it is going to be on the arm of Anthony Richardson. And there's already drama with Jonathan Taylor. We know about that. We know Moss is down for a little while as well. I think the Colts are going to be in positions where they're going to need to rely on Anthony Richardson throwing the ball. And I just think he's too raw to get it done. We talked about it before. The Colts offense, I think, was 30th in the NFL, scoring 17 points to game i did mention i like the dual threat rushing quarterback but i think it is going to be a problem for the indianapolis colts on offense i think they're going to throw this kid into the fire sink or swim and i don't think he's going to do that well that's a crazy and then another name that i want to throw out and get your thoughts also at around that level that i'm seeing going pretty much as quarterback like 18 19 20 i want no part matt of matthew stafford this year i mean he's in his age 35 season the rams were talking about how they were going to listen to offers on him and absolutely you know outside of cooper cup where you know they have their breakfast club meetings and they have all their relationship and i love cooper cup he's led me to fantasy championships before i think he'll catch another hundred balls but outside of cup who really is there? You know they don't have Odell anymore. There, it's not like he was doing big things. But Allen Robinson has moved on as well. We're talking about Van Jefferson, Demarcus Robinson, Tutu Atwell. Maybe Higbee is like the second, the guy who gets the second mm-hmm. most targets on that team. I just think it's gonna end poorly for the Los Angeles Rams this year. I think sometimes these quarterbacks, when they get to thirty-five and above, you know, they they approach the cliff pretty quickly and they fall off pretty quickly and Matthew Stafford is a guy who always struggles to make it to post 417 games. So when I see in that area, when I see Matthew Stafford, forget about that. Give me Derek Carr. Give me um you give me Kyla Murray, who I can stash on my bench for half the season and then have a better quarterback. Give me Russell Wilson in that area. I want no part of Anthony Richardson because I'm out on the Colts and I want no part of Stafford. That's a full
0: Yeah, I mean, Anthony Richardson, I don't have any shares, neither and I've done quite a few trips. Right. But he's a guy you're taking as a backup. You're going to say, I'm going to draft him, and I'm going to see, does he, you know, does he pop after like that first month? Is he just so dynamic? Yeah. And you know, it, it, to me, he's more of the, you're buying a lottery ticket. You're you're having somebody else that's going to, you know, be the quarterback you're drafting for your team, and he's your lottery ticket. Like the other guys are, say, more insurance. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the lottery aspect of it. Uh, yeah, I think he's a little too raw. Uh, I think he will be good, very good at, at, at some point. And as far as Stafford, yeah. I mean, Stafford's not a guy that, you know, I have taken Cooper Cup a couple times in the first round, and I think Cup is going to get uh, be bombarded. The hamstring injury, not ideal. You don't want right. to see that, especially with a guy that's 30. Even if it's fully healed, you know, the chance of re-injuring does kind of frighten me a bit. But yeah, Stafford is someone I am not in on. Uh, I really haven't even been in on, like the Kenny Pickett or or the Ridders, you know, at the Pittsburgh offense. I don't know why they brought back their O.C. Matt Canada, I don't think he was good. That's a Fugazi. In this age of all these sophisticated offenses, right. I think it's kind of a Mickey Mouse offense, to be honest with you. Uh so like those guys I really don't want to mess with. I'll give you one guy late who I he's still going late, I'll assume in the next couple of weeks shows he's fully healthy and stuff. Is a uh Brock Purdy. Ooh. I love I love this 49ers offense. Okay. I I love Debo. I love Ayuk. I think both of them are gonna smash this year i mean everybody says how they're gonna do it there's so many mounts to feed if i have debo and Ayuk is there i have a hard time passing on i i'm
1: gonna be honest with you you'll Unless be I that, that all match. in you'll be that leveraged with the san francisco offense
0: yeah i i i kind of am i either have a you know i i really i really like them there's certain offenses like I love the Debo and I with a Brock Purdy, we saw what he could do with this offense. Mm-hmm. You got Kittle, you got CMC. I mean Elijah Mitchell's even there, but he got hurt again. He's always hurt like that. Guy. <laughs> but there's just so many weapons. So like that's something, and even like a Gino. I mean, you gotta like Gino for what he did last year. I mean, Jared Goff, I think they're still going to, you know, be slinging that ball. So, I mean, I think, you know, there are nice guys there. I think the big question mark is Russell Wilson. I, you know, I have like maybe a couple of shares and I'm really not crazy about it, but I like Dolcich. I love Judy. You know, those two guys I really think are going to be good. So.
1: If they're going to be good, he's got to be somewhat decent, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, that's the same thing I was talking about with Tua. If everyone loves Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, how do you not love Tua? So I get that. Let me ask you about Purdy here um, because mm-hmm. all reports are that, you know, he's kind of on pace in his recovery. But I'm also hearing things like that you know that Trey Lance is is opening eyes again in 49er camp and remember they invested a top 3 pick in Trey Lance while Brock Purdy was Mr. Ooh. Irrelevant literally Mr. Irrelevant I mean all signs do point to Purdy being under center for this 49ers team, but do you have any concern that a Darnold or a Lance would wind up being QB1 for San Francisco? You know, when I'm looking at guys like Purdy and other guys that are at that level, at least in my draft, at least I know some of these other guys are going to be the starter for their real team. Do you feel the same way about Purdy in San Francisco? Like it is Brock's job as long as he's healthy?
0: As long as he's healthy, I, I have to. He's got to, there's no way the way he finished that season. I think it's his job. I mean, it sounds like, you know, he's throwing, you know, over 100 passes a day. Yeah. Uh, there's still, you know, a month to go. And I think it's more he'd have to fail for Trey Lance. I think they're going to talk Lance up. I mean, Lance could only really improve, in my opinion, from where he was. Right. And I, I think he's in more of a competition right now with, Sam Donald, believe it or not. So, you know, if Purdy was to suck, then I think Lance would get an opportunity. Okay. But as of right now, I'm gonna take the shot on Purdy, especially when you my backup. I, I
1: just love that offense. I want winners. I want people that wanna win. You know who I would take? Kind of in that area. And we mentioned him a little bit before, and this is kind Mm -hmm. of even outside the top 20 that we're talking about right now. So this could be your super flex, this could be when you're looking to add depth, you know. I'm intrigued by what the Washington Commanders offense is going to look like this season. I'm giving a lot of credit to B enemy going over there. Now, I don't think they're all of a sudden going to look like the Kansas City Chiefs, but I do think that there's potential there. You know, you talk about Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin, even a guy like Curtis Samuel, who can be in the slot do some of those end arounds. Hell, I think Logan Thomas is an under-respected tight end kind of as well. We'll talk about tight end in our next episode, but to me, Washington, you know, they had choices. They had options. You know, if they wanted to go away from Sam Howell, they could have, you know, there were guys out there in the market that they could have grabbed, but it seems like they are comfortable and confident rolling with Sam Howell. He showed some flashes at the end of last year. I think that offense, again, because of the enemy, is going to be a lot better. And and quite frankly, I think you could do worse than Sam Howell at the late stages of your draft if you're looking at a, a QB two or even a bench guy. I'm intrigued by Sam Howell, and I'm going to have some shares of him moving forward. What do you think about this Commanders offense and the potential? Because, again, that's a lottery ticket. This is a guy maybe you get on your roster, and he could be a guy that all of a sudden you're staring at QB 15 out of nowhere, and he's a viable super flex starter. What do you think about Howell and the Commanders?
0: Oh, I like Howell. I didn't understand last year. I know they were fighting for a playoff spot, but. I mean, the quarterback situation was was poor. Oh, yeah. And I think if he could have got even like four games in, it would have just advanced them so much more for this year. I, You know, you got McLaurin, you have Dotson and Curtis Samuel. You yep. got three playmakers right there. Uh, Antonio Gibson, if he's used properly this year, you know he the guy was he was a really good receiver in college right you put him out in the backfield you, you got the horse i think in Ro, uh Robinson to run the ball so to me i agree with you with eric enemy as long as he's got the offensive control and the play calling i mean and riverboat ron right is off to the side I do but like you would it. think, I, think I
1: mean, they bring in the enemy they give him money like that. You would think they give him the yeah, no.
0: game. Right? I I would think so. Yeah, I'm with you on Howell. I like Howell or taking a shot on Howell uh, as opposed to a couple of the other guys. And like I said, I think he's got the weapons too. I think they have, you know, not a, th- a top tier offense, but they have some really nice weapons. And, you know, maybe McLaurin never was the guy we thought he was. I, I think he's better than what he's been. And if Dotson makes that, you know, year two jump. And Curtis Hamlin, when he plays, you know, when he's healthy, he usually produces. Uh, playoffs?
1: Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? i just hope we can win a game fantasy freestyle dane martinez and matt modica cloud 10 podcast network and by the way if you haven't already you got to go out and check out the marketplace our guys nando defino Corey parson they're talking everything from sports to you know trading cards and collectibles doing big things here with starting five and cloud 10 podcast network you know we talked about kind of In other episodes, the quarterbacks that were new faces in new places, right? Derek Carr is in New Orleans. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, with the New York Jets. Another move that kind of was under the radar on some level is in Tampa. They are riding with Baker Mayfield, who kind of finished the season decently with the Rams. He goes over to Tampa Bay and he's gonna be battling in camp with Kyle Trask, among others. I'd love to get your take on it. You know, we talked about Godwin, for example, in the Mm -hmm. wide receiver episode and how we were high on Godwin. What do you think is gonna wind up happening in Tampa Bay? Is it gonna be Trask? Is it gonna be Mayfield? Because to be quite honest, whoever it is, they have two pretty studly wide receivers to throw to in Godwin and even an aging Mike Evans. Talk to me, what do you think about the Tampa Bay quarterback situation, any of the new faces in new places, and any other camp battles that you may see on the horizon?
0: Uh, Yeah, the Tampa Bay situation, it's, it's kind of scary, let's be honest. I mean, Baker, I don't think he was ever gonna live up to that 1-1 uh, right. potential, but I think when he hurt his shoulder, it really had, you know, it hasn't been the same. I'm still in on Godwin, so I'm hoping Baker can get the job done.
1: Do you think it's better for the wide receivers, Godwin and Evans, if it's Baker or if it's, you know, this kid out of Florida from a couple years ago?
0: I I don't know if Trask is ready yet, so I think it's probably better it's Baker. And I I think you could always go from Baker to Trask. Mm -hmm. I think that's the easier way. It is kind of a battle. I think it's one of the few battles, really, but I don't think it's... I mean, Baker's really got to fall on his face here. Well, that other kid's just got to be so tremendous. So, uh, I think Baker gets enough done to, you know, at least that's the way I'm drafting it, because I am taking Godwin, and I, I really just think he's
1: that good. But, you know, th- that is the concern there. <laughs> Fair enough. And then, like, we talked about Carr and Rodgers. I guess my question for you about them, you know, going into new places with offenses, you know, that that have no reason to not be productive. We'll hear, obviously, about any kind of looming suspension for Alvin Kamara in that Saints offense coming down the pike pretty soon. I think he met with Goodell last Mm -hmm. week. I guess my question for you on these guys is, like, how long would you expect it to take for them to kind of get rolling or kind of get the flow of that offense? You know, are these guys that are going to be better as we approach our fantasy playoffs? Or do you think that Carr with the Saints, Rodgers with the Jets can kind of hit the ground running?
0: Oh, well, the Saints, I mean, their head coach, I, I think it's terrible. I don't think he's a good head coach. That's my main thing. Look, I mean, a healthy Michael Thomas, if a guy can, you know, be out there for a full season with the ascension of a Chris Olave. Olave yeah. You know, you got an athletic tight end there as well. That kid, uh, Shahid. Right, yeah, yeah. I think he's a. I think he's a baller. So I think they got the weapons. Uh, do I want to have Carr as my guy? <laughs> Not really, but he's shown in the past he can do it. He can put up points. I think the Aaron Rodgers is really interesting. Uh, I mean, it could be one of those like Aaron Rodgers these seasons go out. Like, mm-hmm. I know he restructured and it's not here for just a year, he's saying. But I think after last year, he's. You know, the guy's what? One year removed from back-to-back back back MVPs?
1: Back MVPs. And he's got his OC, he's got a couple of his receivers and he's got like a new lease on life. I mean, I'm in the mm-hmm. New York area, Matt. He's at Madison Square Garden. He's at the Taylor Swift concert. He emerged from the darkness, you know, feeling good about himself.
0: Well, I think the, the biggest thing for me is Garrett Wilson.
1: Oh, I yeah. think that yeah.
0: highly of Garrett Wilson. He says he could be, you know. I heard him last night at the Hall of Fame game. They were I He has the potential to be the next Devontae Adams, nice. and you know, Jets really don't have much after Wilson, like, like the the target thing. And we've seen Rogers really lean on that that uh, re- receiver. So yeah, I mean, I can see Rogers having a bounce back. And you know, if I had it, you know, I'd be more apt to go with Rogers. Take that flyer. I mean, okay. he was pretty, pretty bad last year. Yeah. I mean, the situation. He had young receivers. He didn't have. He, yeah, he didn't have any tolerance for you know exactly. young receivers I and mean, like said, check that. But yeah, Rogers would be the
1: gamble. All right, fair enough. Let me pin you a little bit more on Derek Carr. Let's play. <clears throat> I'm gonna give you two quarterbacks. I want to see where he sits. Guys that we've talked about a little bit before. You taking Derek Carr? Or you taking Russell Wilson?
0: I'm taking Russell Wilson. Okay, I'm going to go with the head coach there, the offense that he's proven to you know, be able to on the field, and they still have some good pieces.
1: All right, you're taking Derek Carr or you're taking Jordan Love?
0: That's a good one, because I like their receivers. I too like Green base receivers. I think Dobbs is an nice isolated flyer if you don't want to pay for that offense but get a taste. And Watson's going to be the boomer bust. Somebody, it wasn't me, but somebody said it on Twitter, uh, Watson is like either this year's Amara to Amara Saint Brown or this is ah. Dave Davis. So, like, that's
1: like, right. you know, it's gonna go I mean, one I mean, way or the I mean, other. All right, what well, last one for you? Uh, Derek Carr or Brock Purdy?
0: I'm gonna go Brock Purdy. Uh, right. I, w- I would go Brock Purdy probably over all these names you mentioned. I'm, I'm just into the Niners offense. I. I, I want as much as I can get of it, and hopefully we have the Narnie's Eagles in the championship game this year. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's actually a real football game for 60 minutes. Fair yeah. enough. Matty Botique <laughs> is going wind up
1: with as many 49ers on his <laughs> roster as possible. Oh, yeah. And he's telling you, you should too. Well, next week, Matt, we're going to look at the tight end position a little bit. And we're also going to, you know, training camp is upon us. Preseason games will be happening. We'll be talking about who's rising on the boards, who's falling on the boards, other camp battles we see. And of course, unfortunately, when games are being played, there will be injuries as well. So we'll be looking at That and getting you ready as your fantasy football drafts are probably ongoing. You haven't done as many as Matt and I, but we're going to get you ready for the ones that you do have on your calendar. It's another episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. Be sure to like, be sure to follow, be sure to subscribe, and even write us a five star review here as we get down with the Cloud 10 Podcast Network. So, For my man, Matt Modica, I am merely the spitting statistician, Dane Martinez. Hopefully, you're getting what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. We'll see you next time right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Have a good one, everybody. Peace. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook.